Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts. He's the Stallion. I'm the Enforcer. And we are back with yet another edition of the show. Six years running, baby. I've done nothing for six years. Actually, it's not true. I've worked for my company for six years. But aside from that, this is the longest relationship I've had, Joe. How does that make you feel? I mean, I'm uh, I'm honored and impressed at the same time. So nice. I, uh, I appreciate I appreciate the time that you've given me over these last six. I appreciate years. all the work you've done on our uh, SLP shitty little podcast. If anybody gets that PWG reference to Roderick Strong's shitty little boots at us. Uh, first and foremost, I guess we would be uh, remiss not to uh, mention the passing of. Uh, professional wrestling's Daphne, which happened uh, today. I know that's on everybody's mind. So, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to Daphne and her family and uh, all of her fans. I saw everybody from Impact Wrestling, um, you know, uh, Crowbar, everybody was talking about it. So uh, truly a tragedy and another long line of tragedies in the world of professional wrestling, Joe. Yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, anytime we lose somebody in the industry, it's always... um pretty terrible um especially under these circumstances um yeah, we don't need to get yeah. into all that there was a scary situation yesterday and unfortunately it turned out that she uh she passed but um you know I, I do remember watching her a lot in wcw and um impact dna for a while um so she was super entertaining and um definitely gone too soon yeah for sure and uh that's it Nothing else you can really say. Um, reach out, talk to your friends, be nice, don't be a shitty person, uh, don't be an internet troll, uh, just be cool. That's all we can ask for. Um, now that that's, uh, you know, we'll put that in the back burner. We're here to talk professional wrestling. We're here to talk about what might be the most anticipated card in AEW history. Speaking of uh, AEW, did you happen to see the ratings that just came out? 
No, actually, I uh, did not. So why don't you? Uh, I believe it was one point one point oh eight million for okay. AEW Dynamite, and it seems like Dynamite's really hovering in that nine fifty to one point oh five number, right? Yeah, I mean, the last maybe month or so. Um, I don't know exactly four or five weeks. I guess it's been in that range. Um, they've gotten some decent, pretty good momentum coming out of a few different things, especially with the return of CM Punk. So that's definitely benefited them. I think previously to that, you know, when, when NXT was on, they were doing, you know, sometimes they would crack like the 900,000 barrier, but they were maybe in the seven or 800,000 again, depending on the week. Um, and that was a lot of stuff going on, of course, with the pandemic and uh, politics and stuff the last year and a half, but Right now, they've been pretty steadily right around the 1 million mark. Uh, you hope that CM Punk being there helps them build some momentum, uh, potentially some more debuts coming uh, in the near future could help them as well. So they really do have a lot of good momentum, and uh, hopefully they can sustain that. Yeah, and I think uh, 1 million plus people turned into a really good show last night. And I thought as far as a go-home show, it really ha- you know highlighted all the bases. Uh, I was... So- I was- marking out geeking out whatever you want to call it dude to see cm punk in the ring with uh sting to me is like a uh, as some call it a fever dream like it's one of those things you're like what like uh, cm punk really quickly i don't we'll get right into all that but like you have to realize in that segment he was attacked by 2.0 and red death daniel garcia daniel garcia who i've been uh championing for quite some time big fan of his work like the youngest of the young on one side of the spectrum. And then Darby comes out and he's in the ring with Darby. Who's the now. And then he rubs elbows with sting. Who is the generation before it was like CM Punk rode a wave of everybody. Who's anybody in any kind of generation in one segment. And to see like, dude, 2.0, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they got, they, they were released by WWE. Right. And they went from being released by WWE to in a segment with CM Punk and sting. It's gotta be like, wait, where am I? Yeah, I mean, I think they were, unfortunately, in NXT, uh, pretty underutilized and underappreciated. Um, I, I thought they were super entertaining there, but they didn't really get a, a ton of opportunities to work a lot of long matches. And and, and uh, AEW smashed them up right away. Uh, they worked a tag match, I think, against Sting and Darby a few weeks back. It was like a tornado tag or something, and uh, that match was pretty pretty cool i thought at the time so they got to work that and now they're you know part of somehow in this storyline to some extent and uh yeah i'm I'm glad for those guys that they've made it onto television consistently with aew because i think they're really talented tech team dude they are 2021 deuce and domino that's what i keep comparing them to i just i just get the vibe man i i I don't know why but uh i'm i'm super excited for them i'm excited for aew man i'm excited for all out joe let's get to the show all right, here we go. Unfortunately, so, card subject to change. Sorry to blow you up on the spot. One of the matches I was most looking forward to, Andre El Idolo versus, I'm sorry, Andrade El Idolo versus Pack was taken off as per, apparently the U, the EU is not allowing people to travel to America. I mean, can you blame them, Joe? I don't really know anymore. I, I've lost track of how many times that Pack has been stuck in another country, unfortunately. Like Mark Haskins, right? Yeah, I, yeah unfortunately, this... The restrictions persist in a lot of places, which uh, sucks. But uh, yeah, so Andrade El Idolo versus Pac is off the card. The Women's Casino Battle Royal is on the card. I'm not sure if that was on the card before or not, but it's on the card now, the main card for sure. And yeah. they've added a, a 10-man tag to the pre-show, so we can start there if you'd like. It's Matt Hardy and the Hardy Family Office 
uh, versus Best Friends, so Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Yuta, along with Jurassic Express. So a 10-man tag highlights the pre-show. The buy-in. Uh, the, the buy-in. Uh, I'm sorry. Right. The free for all, the brawl for all, the brawl for free for all. Uh, you got to get the uh, you got to get the faces over. You got to get the crowd pumped, and especially when you have two studs like Orange Cassidy and Jungle Boy. Like they are this year's Ricky Morton. I feel like like though like the the kids love them, the women love them. They're in the pre-show match. The 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 faces go over here, Joe. Yeah, I agree. I think the the good guys should go over here. That's and what pre-shows really should be for. Um, uh, you know Get my thoughts up, about right? You know my thoughts about uh, Jurassic Express and where I think they should, where I think they should be uh, on this card, but we'll leave that for separate discussion. But yes, yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, the good guys to win on the, on the pre-show here. And you know my thoughts about Matt Hardy and Private Party and where I think they should be. There you go. So the 21-woman Casino Battle Royal, uh, many of the... The, there's been many of these matches in AEW, uh, specifically on their pay-per-views for the men and the women. Um, there's always usually a surprise entrant as the Joker or someone unexpected appears in that role. Um, so I think the rumors and the the talk out there, and this is what I'll just go with uh, out of the shoot uh, rather than naming all the, the individuals that are in the match is uh, Ruby Soho, formerly Ruby Riot, is potentially going to be in that Joker spot in this match. So I would, I'm going to go with her to appear and get the win here. I believe the woman who wins gets a future AEW women's championship match. Uh, I echo all of your sentiments and uh, yeah, she should be the special guest and she should win because she will immediately elevate that entire division and, I, I'm, I don't want to be rude, but I feel like a lot of the people that Tony Khan and AEW thought were the next generation of women's wrestlers, like specifically talking about Jade Cargill and Red Velvet, uh, I don't think they are there yet. And I think that was pretty apparent uh, in this week. Um, they have girls like Julia Hart. They have like a really good list of women wrestlers that have a ton of potential, but they're not really there yet. Ty Conti has been impressing me like crazy. She's um, she's gotten so much better. Um, uh, Penelope Ford. But when you have somebody like Ruby Soho, FKA Ruby Riot, she will immediately enhance that division and everybody she works with. I'm a big fan of her. Um, and she gets the win. So uh, next up, we have a singles match. It is Paul White against QT Marshall. Um, so latest development in this whole angle, really the whole thing is uh, QT Don't Marshall show. was bullying to a certain extent, uh, Tony Schiavone and kind of basically acting like pricks uh, at one particular episode, uh, big show, excuse me, Paul White uh, came out to help Tony on, I think an episode of dynamite. They were attacking Tony's son. And uh, now we have this match. The latest development on dynamite last night was, the gun club turning on big show uh, Billy Gunn hit big show with a chair. Big show has had the surgery on his hip. That seems to be the, uh, the gimmick going into this match. I don't think Paul white is losing this match. It's his first match back. It's his first match in AEW. They put it on pay-per-view. I would not have done that, but that's their choice. Uh, I'm going with Paul white. 
Yeah, I, I echo everything you said. I also would not have done it. Then part of me was like, if you're going to have people back for CM Punk, maybe like, oh, I know the big show too. But to me, you remove the Paul White match and you put on last night's FTR versus Santana and Ortiz match. It, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Are you doing it for the notoriety? Fine. Um, I don't know how Tony Khan books and how he thinks. He's got a lot of hours to fill, but I, I'm with you. I would not have put Paul White on there. Now, you mentioned something to me that I think Scott Keith said. Uh, maybe bring back Anthony Ogogo. And, you know, because Ogogo is a real legitimate boxer and he's not just, you know, the big show with the right hand. Like he's a shoot boxer. And maybe he eventually knocks out the big show or something like that. I think that would be fine. But uh, I don't need to see big show wrestle on pay per view, Joe. Yeah, I mean that that would probably be a good use of of Paul White at this point. Uh, but and we'll to see. be fair, you know, AW has done right with the legends they've brought in. They haven't shoved them down our throats, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt going forward. Next up, we have John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Uh, this really, again, my understanding of the evolution of this was, you know, Moxley put out a challenge or, you know, said he sent an open contract over to New Japan, you know, the quote unquote forbidden door, as they like to say now. And uh, anybody who signed the contract would get a match against him. Originally, it was rumored to be Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is now the uh, New Japan United States champion, I believe. Well, uh, Tanahashi cut a promo saying he would be there on Dynamite. Yep, and that's not happening. So right. here we are with Satoshi Kojima instead. Uh, there's not much storyline here. They kind of just played a video package last night. Um, Mox has been cutting some promos on Dynamite, trying to build up you know, some sort of interest in this match. I think it's really one of those things where they decided they wanted to have Moxley or Moxley pitched having fighting somebody from New Japan on the pay-per-view. And they came to an agreement on Kojima being the guy because maybe they didn't want to put anybody else to take a loss against Moxley on pay-per-view from New Japan. And they decided to go with Kojima. Kojima has been on impact in the last, I think, over the course of the summer. So anyway, John Moxley is going to get the win here. I think he seems to be uh, more tracking again back towards uh, a main event singles run. He was tagging with Eddie Kingston for a while. I think he's still aligned with him, but I think he's going to kind of focus on singles for a little while now. Uh, So I'm going to go with Moxley. Yeah, I agree. Uh, part of me also wonders, since Kojima has that visa where he's been back and forth, and because uh, America is kind of like a cesspoolian at this point when it comes to, like, the COVID, we don't know what we're doing. Like, I don't want to say Kojima is expendable, but I think, you know, maybe sending somebody else over here with how strict Japan is and might have gotten a little, uh, a little iffy. For my money, if John Moxley is sending a contract to New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's one man that answers that contract and he brings back over here. And that's Tomohiro Ishii. But I can understand. Maybe Ishii doesn't want... I, I don't know. But uh, listen, Kojima, did you know he's older than Big Show? No, I have not checked on the age of, uh, of Kojima. I just know he's he's a, a bit of a, in a legend status when it comes to New Japan for wrestling. And He's 50. Uh, the guy's 50. 50. And he, but he's not... He, he's not embarrassing himself. He's still putting on decent matches. I think he wrestled Adam Cole, I believe. When Adam Cole was a Ring of Honor world champion, I could be lying about that, but I think he wrestled Adam Cole and he had a pretty decent match. Um, John Mox is going to win. Kojima will come out there and they'll stiff the shit out of each other and it'll be entertaining, but it shouldn't be anything more than an exaggerated squash match, I feel like. Next up, we have the AEW TNT Championship. It's uh, Miro defending against Eddie Kingston. Uh, you know, again, I think this is one of those things where Miro's been such a 
a dominant force, especially since breaking away um, from Kip Sabian and the whole best man gimmick. Um, he's won the TNT title. He's pretty much destroyed anybody that he's faced, including, I believe, Lance Archer on the last last big pay-per-view or big, t- big title defense that he had. Um, he kind of called out Eddie. Uh, they've been, I think, mostly doing promos back and forth a little bit. There hasn't been a ton of interaction with them in ring yet, um, but I think the match should be good. I expect it to be a brawl. Uh, that brawling style type match. But ultimately in the end, I think that Miro will retain the TNT championship. Uh, he's probably in the midst of a long run with it. And, and hopefully we'll ultimately put somebody on the, on the uh, up and coming side of things over at the end of it. Um, but I'm going to go with Miro. I'm going with my heart on this one. I'm booking with the old ticker. Here's what I think happens. I think Miro wins at, um, at all out. I think Miro wins. I think he wins via some fuckery. I think Eddie gets a rematch at Arthur Ashe Stadium. I think Eddie wins the TV title at Arthur Ashe Stadium in front of me. That's that. That's what I want. Tony Khan, if you're listening, do the right thing. I might have tweeted it out at Tony Khan a couple of times, just, you know, fishing. But uh, I think Miro gets the win here. I do like how they have a... a um, I was telling you last night in the in the in the back and forth, Eddie said, uh, "I know your weakness, Miro. It's that neck. That's why you're afraid of the DDT." And I was like, "Oh wow! Like a like physicality involved storyline. Big fan of it. Um, it should be two uh, horse guys just beating the old shit out of each other." So I'm going with Miro, unfortunately. But then Eddie at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Next up, we have the AEW Tag Team Titles. That is the Young Bucks defending against the Lucha Brothers. This is taking place inside of a steel cage. Um, the reason for that is, of course, if you've been watching and following AEW, that the the Young Bucks and the Elite often interfere in each other's matches, um, helping them out to retain the title, although Kenny Omega did lose the Impact Championship to Christian Cage a few weeks ago on the debut episode of Rampage. Um, most recently, the Young Bucks defended their titles against Jurassic Express on Dynamite and won, again, with the help of interference, Tony Khan set up a four-team eliminator tournament, which the Lucha Brothers won. Again, I have issues with that. That said, um, this match no, should go, be... Go into the issues, man. This is your show. Go well, into the issues and tell us why. Listen, I think the deal for me is that, you know, Jurassic Express with the last team to, you know, they kind of got screwed out of the out of the titles in, in a sense, right? And they set up a four-team eliminator tournament. They were involved. I expected them to win that, get the Young Bucks in a cage where the elite could not interfere, and ultimately Jurassic Express would go over and win the tag titles. You know, they've really been pushing uh, Jungle Boy as like a young, young up-and-coming star. He's had a lot of great matches. The fans are really behind them. Um, I thought that would be a great spot for it. And then they just ended up kind of giving the Lucha Brothers the win uh, in the eliminated tournament. So I'm sure the match will be just fine. But from a storyline perspective, there's not much there. They've been a built-in storyline for quite some time, at least six to eight weeks, if not longer than that, with uh, the Express. And uh, I thought it would have been a logical payoff to the whole Young Buck title reign and Jurassic Express. They've gone a different direction. Uh, that said, I still would expect the Lucha Bros to win the tag titles here. I think the, the whole idea of the cage is to you know keep other members of the elite out where the Young Bucks will have to defend on their own. Um, they got a clean victory last night in, a, in an eight-man tag uh, over Ray Phoenix. And I just, I think that 
the Lucha Brothers will take the titles on uh, on Sunday. I agree with everything you said, um, especially about the uh, the Jurassic Express. But I, I got to be honest, as a team and in ring, I enjoy the Lucha Brothers more. So I don't mind the switch storyline wise as much as I would if it was a team that I didn't enjoy as much. So I will be adamant in admitting that my bias can skew my feelings on the storyline. That being said, I can't help but think Andrade is going to play some role here. Uh, I don't know if maybe he'll help the Lucha Brothers win, prevent somebody to come in the ring, like show good faith. I don't know. that. That's This is where like the whole death triangle slash Andrade thing kind of might rear its head. But I'm, I'm still going to take the Lucha Brothers here to be the new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Ring of hey. Honor is I, clearly, I mean, AEW. You know... Yeah. I said Ring of Honor because I was on a media call earlier with Tony Khan, and I really wanted to ask him when he's going to start working with Ring of Honor. And I've had Ring of Honor on the brain today, and I just watched Glory by Honor um, night two. So AEW, World Tag Team Champions. AEW, WWF. Next up is the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, Britt Baker defending against Chris Statlander. Uh, Chris Statlander returned from, I think, a knee injury um, a little bit ago and has not lost since she's come back. So she is... Uh, now the number one contender. Uh, you know, I don't really see Britt Baker losing the title here. I think it's still too soon in her reign. She is, uh, they're definitely, I think their biggest, she is definitely their biggest women's wrestling star right now. I would not take the title off of her until absolutely necessary or uh, probably Thunder Rosa, maybe we the first real challenger that I could see um, getting them doing that rematch. Even then, I'm not sure. So anyway, Britt Baker retains. I agree, but part of me wonders if this is where Ruby Soho will show up instead of the Battle Royal. I don't know, um, but Britt Baker should retain because she's one of the best things on TV, and her reaction is bar none, and I'm just a huge mark for the uh, DMD and everything Tony Schiavone does. And Tony Schiavone likes Britt Baker and Reba, not Rebel. So do I. There you go. Next up, we have... um... It was probably one of the longest storylines in the company right now uh, coming to a head at this pay-per-view. It's Chris Jericho and MJF. So MJF has beaten Chris Jericho three times in AEW. Uh, He had Jericho go through the five labors of Jericho, of which Jericho went through the first four. When they got to the fifth labor, the match against MJF, Jericho ended up tapping out to the salt of the earth armbar. Um, Jericho has put his career on the line here, basically saying that he needs to be able to beat MJF. Otherwise, he will no longer wrestle again in AEW. He will go and do commentary full time. Uh, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think that he will finally get a win over MJF here. Uh, But I will say that between the promos of these between these two guys and how great that they are just in general, it's believable to me. I, I at least think that MJF can win this, right? He's won the first three. I could totally see them, you know, the way that they're playing it up as like, he wants to be the guy that retired Chris Jericho and him being able to talk and brag about that forever, I think would be, you know, something that, that could definitely happen. That said, I don't think they're ready to retire Chris Jericho. I don't think he's ready to retire. Um, I think he still has a lot left that he can contribute in the ring in a lot of different facets. So I'm going to go with Jericho to uh, win this match and finally beat MJF. Yeah, you kind of just 
continually steal the words out of my mouth for every um, prediction so far. But uh, yeah, 100%, I agree with you. Um, I just don't know like where you go from here, right? Like, let's say Jericho wins. What happens? Does MJF kind of just go somewhere else? I don't know. He's, yeah, I think Jericho's going to win, but I don't know what that means for MJF. So let's go with Jericho. Next up, we have the returning CM Punk against Darby Allen. Um, again, this, for those following, relatively straightforward. They started dropping some hints about CM Punk coming back and being an AEW Darby Allen uh, talking about being the best in the world. CM Punk debuts in Chicago and immediately starts the program with Darby. Uh, they aren't really at odds so much. They've kind of been fighting on the same side, but it's more of a, you know, CM Punk's first match in seven years. He, you know, can he still go against a young star like Darby Allen, who is really in his prime right now and a, you know, a rising star in AEW uh, I'm going to let you pick this match first. So that way I know since I've been uh, stealing the thunder, hopefully a little bit, so I apologize about that. Why don't you go ahead no, and, you're and just, uh, um, pick this one. You're just very intelligent and always correct. So um, yeah, CM Punk is going to win. He should, he has to win. Uh, the only way I could see CM Punk not winning is if, so Kenny Omega was wearing cookie monster shirts. Um, Kenny Omega was wearing uh, chick magnet shirts to, alluding to possibly a, a feud with Punk. The only way I see CM Punk losing is if this is the main event and Omega wrestled previously and for some reason Omega lost to Christian. And then you could set up Punk and Omega as long as it's not for the title because that would kind of be weird that Punk would just come in and... and um, go right for the title. But I think uh, Punk is going to get the win here. It's going to be a good match. Darby's the perfect guy to wrestle CM Punk. He can bump like a maniac. Um, Punk did look a little winded last night. I'm not going to lie. He hit the go to sleep. Afterwards, some physicality, he looked a little tired. Um, but I think Punk wins, and I think it should be an entertaining match, if nothing else. Yeah, I definitely think he's going to win. It's in Chicago. You know, they've done a lot to build up, you know, his appearances in Chicago. His return was in Chicago. So I don't see him losing here. I don't think they're going to screw the fans. This isn't WWE. Uh, I think I'd like to see this match main event. I think it would be a cool ending to the show um, to see this be the main event and them have hopefully a great match. Um, and then we'll see what happens after after this, if they continue with the series or if they kind of go in different directions. Um but yeah, I don't see Punk losing here. I also, like you said earlier, I don't see him going for the title right away. It wouldn't really make sense because if they're basing the whole number one contender stuff on records, he would be exactly one and zero after this. So right. I don't and see where's Darby in the top ten too. I don't even know. I don't even know. But I mean, I don't think it would. It just wouldn't be right. And I think that you know they really need to hold to that. He just started again. You bring a guy in, you put him right to the top. It's very WWE ish. Uh, I would think that would not be something they would do. They'd let him get some matches under his belt. Uh, build them up and then eventually maybe have a big showdown with Omega or whomever the case may be um, for the title. So I'm going to go with Punk as well. And then finally, uh, sorry, Darby is number two ranked. Okay. So uh, technically would a win over Darby put him in the top five if we're at, going by rankings at one and oh, I don't think that, I don't think so. Jungle I wouldn't, 13, I don't make, I don't make the rankings though. So I, that personally, 
if somebody's want to know, uh, you know, I could wrestle a match for AEW and uh, pull an Eddie Guerrero and get my opponent disqualified, and I'd be want to know. And you know, Tony, I, I think back, <laughs> I think back to UFC 60, 67 or sixty nine when Mad Sarah won the Ultimate Fighter, and he was an unranked opponent and knocked out the champion George Saint Pierre. It could happen, man. It could happen. But no, I I, uh, I totally agree with you for everything you said. There you go. And then the main event is for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega defending against Christian Cage. Um, many people, including myself, thought this was going to be Hangman Page. Unfortunately, uh, that is not able to happen. So they've gone a different direction here. They had Christian Cage, who is undefeated in AEW so far in singles competition. He's related, uh, right? Hangman Page, Christian Cage, Brian Cage, and Brian, yeah, Dad, Brian, Dallas they're all Page. related. Yep, yeah, it's all Page. the same, all the same family. Um, the ages. He defeated Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship on the first episode of Rampage. Uh, again, the Young Bucks tried to interfere in that match, slid a chair in the ring. Christian took advantage of that, hit the kill switch on Kenny, and ended up winning the Impact Championship. So I think we both. A lot of, and a lot of people thought that was what the result was going to be because now at least they're, they're trying to make it appear that Christian has an opportunity to beat Kenny, right? Christian's talking about how he's in Kenny's head. Um, he's been able to beat him once already. So I think that's certainly um, uh, as they've done as good a job as they can building this up when I, I think most people, again, myself included, do not think that Christian has a chance to win the title here on Sunday. So uh, I'll, again, I'll defer to you for the official pick. Uh, who do you think is going to win this uh, title match on Sunday? I like Christian. I don't love Christian. I do see Christian, unfortunately, for better or for worse. I still is like that mid-card guy. I know you're a big Christian guy. Um, I think if they did anything but have Kenny win here, it would be very WWE-esque, and you bring in that veteran who's 45, 40, whatever, plus, like 40-plus, to although he has put on good matches, so I can't really just say they, they they threw him up there. He has a lot of good strong wins. I just he's not the guy to beat Kenny for the AW title, and they did protect Kenny because when Christian did hit the kill switch, he hit it on the unfolded chair. So it wasn't like he pinned him clean. There was some fugazery. Um, so I, I gotta go with CM Punk. I'm CM Punk, dude. What the fuck is wrong with me? I have to go with Kenny Omega here. Um, I I just don't know if – I think, to your point, Punk has to be the main event, right? Because you can't have uh, – you can, but I just probably wouldn't have Kenny Omega win the, like, win the match here and then go off the air. It almost seemed like a little deflating. You have to have a big moment. So if, if, if this is the main event and Kenny wins, I would expect a surprise, maybe the Brian Danielson that everybody mentioned. But if – no, I'm talking myself out of – no, the – Punk is the main event and Kenny Omega wins clean over Christian cage. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think Omega will win here. Um, and yeah, I, like you said, I, I would expect punk and Darby to be the main event. The only way I would say that would not be the main event is if they have a surprise planned for after this Omega match. But again, I don't believe they should do that. I think they, if they do have some surprises lined up, which could be Brian Danielson, which could be Adam Cole at some point. I think you need to space those out a little. Um, I don't know what the appropriate amount of time in between them is, but I would certainly space them out at least a month or so apart, right? They just had I the punk return. I would say more, right? Like to me, like you don't want to be your L right away. You know, although do you want to cap 
I guess you look at it this way. Do you have a million plus people tuning in and you do want to capitalize on it? I, I don't know, Joe. It, it's, I, I, it's a good thing I'm not Tony Khan. I mean, not because I don't want to be a bajillionaire and own the Jaguars, but still, like, it, it's very, it, it's, it's like, um, it's a tightrope kind of. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm thinking too, right? If you, if you saturate it all that way, then it's like, you know, I mean, I know wrestling, a, a big part of wrestling is surprises, right? And, and things being unexpected. And I'm sure there'll be things in the future that will come up, whether it's, you know, certain wrestlers appearing, you know, or debuting, whatever the case may be. But I think at this point you have to, you know, again, this show is also in Chicago and nothing against Chicago, but you can't do everything in Chicago. I think right? you got to spread it out a little bit. These fucking uh, guys are getting everything. They have like seven dynamites already. Every fucking pay-per-view you get CM Punk, give us something in New York. I understand why you don't want to come to New York. I totally understand. It fucking sucks here. Give New Jersey something, New Jersey, which we've had tickets for, for, uh, a year plus seven, uh, 19 months, Joe, the better part of 20 months. We've had tickets for AEW Newark and we were supposed to get blood and guts that rem- I want everybody to remember that was the original place where blood and guts was supposed to be. We've held on to those tickets. Give us Brian Danielson. Plus you got 15,000 plus in the Prudential center. It's got a, it's got a top on it. It's going to be loud, baby. Give us Adam Cole or Brian Danielson. Yeah. I mean, that would be Chicago. I that do like Jeremy Roenick, though. Do love Jeremy Roenick, but fuck Chicago. I'm kidding. I don't hate Chicago. See, so, yeah, that's that's my thinking. I I wouldn't debut Brian Danielson here. I, I think you know again they've they've got some big stuff planned. He's he's Tony Khan already talked today about uh, having a big card planned for the Grand Slam show here in Queens in New York. So I you know who knows? I I don't know, but I I would not do it here. I think you've got people that bought the pay per view. Really, the the big selling point to me for this show is CM Punk, oh, his return. And, um, you know, I think that should, it should be all about him. So yeah. that, I'm going to go with Omega to win. And then, you know, we'll see where the storylines go after this. You know, again, you have, you have to think about other things, whether it's Brian Danielson re- debuting, uh, when Hangman Page could, will come back. Uh, he still has a ready-made storyline with Omega and the Elite to continue. So there's a lot of different things that are that are going on. You're getting a lot of Teams messages over there. I can hear it. Um, Work I, doesn't stop, baby. It does stop at five thirty-five, though, because I'm not doing shit. Feels like a good time to wrap up the show and uh, let people know where they can find us. Everywhere you social media at all night long. WP, we'll be watching this weekend. We'll be watching any fucking more messages, huh? Um, yeah, at all night long. WP, Facebook, all night long wrestling podcast, Instagram, Twitter at all night long. WP, as I said. Um, we've had some really cool interviews lately. Check out our uh, sit down with Anthony Henry, formerly known as Asher Hale, uh, part one and part two. Joe, I want to let you know there's some um, game changer wrestling tonight that you should be watching uh, on Fight TV. So make sure you watch that. You're shaking your head no. Uh, that's <laughs> a harsh uh, moment. But um, yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Order all out. Hope Brian Danielson doesn't show up. Hope. Brian Danison shows up in New York and New Jersey. That's it. We're tapping out. Thank you.